Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Welcome to a new month. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the ServingRealEstateInvestors.com podcast video series. Although we're not doing live anymore, you'll notice uh, people that are really paying attention will notice that the video is slightly different. Um, I'm no longer using Zoom because we decided as of today that uh, I'm not doing the classes live, get very few people attending live. And so I decided just to do it on my own schedule and then I will publish them to the podcast, we'll publish them to the Substack. And so that is what is going on. If you notice a little bit of change, maybe change in the audio, a little change in the video. And so that's what we're doing. Today though, we are covering selling a property checklist. I believe it was the last one we did. It's been a long time since I've been on vacation, but uh, I believe the last one we did was buying a property checklist. And today I'm gonna to talk about the checklist when we're selling a property. And so the selling a property checklist is deceptively named because technically there's two different checklists that we use. We um, basically document the entire selling process. And by selling, I mean, we are listing a property and then we are marketing that property and then we are helping our seller actually take offers on the property and then see them through, shepherd them through from contract to close and close out the deal. Um, and that way. And so we're, we want to document our entire selling process the best that we can. And then once we do that, we want to have that into separate checklists. And we improve on those checklists over time. Okay. We'll talk about that a little bit. But if you listen to my last class on talking about the buying checklist, it's all the same, right? It's all the same idea of, you know, start with what you got, document with what you have, improve as you go, as you take you know, continuing education classes, you update your process. As you run into problems, you update your process, but you got to use your process. Okay. So let me talk about the two different checklists we've got. Number one is we have a checklist for listing the property. This is all the stuff that we want to do in order to get the property, um, in order to win the listing. You know, it's everything from marketing um, to the sellers in order to find out if they are listing the property, to meeting with them for the first time, to making our presentation to try to gain the listing to kind of win the listing. And then when we represent them, all the stuff we need to do in order to get the listing set up, ready to go, marketed, all that other stuff. And then once that is done, we close out the listing with all the stuff we need to do based in there. But you'll notice in that whole process, there is no checklist for when we receive an offer. And we don't want to put it into the same checklist we have for listing the property because there are chances, significant chances, that you will receive more than one offer that sometimes you will have an offer that you receive, that you accept, that you work through. And then for whatever reason, maybe something is wrong with the property, maybe something's wrong with the seller, maybe something's wrong with the buyer, who knows what, but for some reason that offer doesn't go through. And then what do you do with a checklist that you had that was partially completed because you had those merged together into one checklist? So we separated those out and we have a brand new checklist that has all the stuff related to the offer that is unique to any given offer on a property that we work through. And so all the stuff related to accepting the offer and then all the stuff related to the inspection and the appraisal and, uh, and title work and contract to close, like all that stuff is in one separate checklist. That way, if for whatever reason that offer fails and it doesn't get to closing, then we can just ignore that one, knowing that nothing in the original listing checklist has been modified that would have impacted the actual um, accepting a new offer on it. And then we, if another offer comes in, we use a brand new copy of a checklist for another offer received. And then we work through that one, accept it, work through all the contract to close stuff, and we do that, okay? Um, and so that is why there are two separate checklists. 
Again, I used Basecamp for doing this. It's not that Basecamp was amazing and that it would um, you know, do stuff that other ones would do. It, any project management software could work for you doing this. There are pros and cons to each. Um, Basecamp has got uh, simplicity going for it. At least the version we were using, we are using Basecamp 2, uh, which I believe they're now on either 3 or 4. Um, so we were using definitely an older version of Basecamp just because I've been doing it for so long, and we did not move it over anywhere else. Um, our, our checklists were definitely imperfect and they were constantly changing and improving and we were constantly working things and making them smoother. And this is, you know, I, I guess I would, I would back up and say to you, you know, whenever you're doing any type of checklist for anything, they are not likely to remain stagnant. They're not likely to remain constant. They are likely to be iterated on and improved on and changed and made better over time. And so realize that that is the nature of checklists, that it is not a fixed static thing. It is a living, breathing document that you will be able to improve on and make better over time. Okay. So with that being said, I'm just going to cover uh, in the previous class of buying, I kind of showed you some examples of how the checklist works and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that again. Um, I'm going to just tell you sort of what is in the two different checklists and then we'll end there. It's going to be a nice short class so you guys can do this, but if you got questions, go ahead and post them on the sub stack or something. So anyway, listings. So we two checklists, listing checklist, uh, which is what I describe it as. And then the offer received contract to close checklist. So in the listing checklist, there's all the stuff related to the pre-work to getting the listing, like running comps and doing research and understanding the seller's situation and meeting with the seller and all that other stuff. And then once we get the listing um, contract paperwork approved, there's all the stuff to prepare the paperwork to do that as well. But once we get that, then it's all about setting up the listing. So doing all the stuff we need to do in order to get the property ready to go, ordering photos and floor plans and, um, doing marketing and getting flyers and brochures made and, um, you know, signs and yards and like all that stuff is in there for setting it up as is putting it into the MLS and doing all the marketing that we would do for doing direct mail marketing. We would do that. We're doing any type of voice broadcast marketing or we're doing a, an email blast out to, you know, key more, you know, key, um, real estate agents and stuff like that to, to kind of raise awareness or, um, you know, if we're going to you know do door-to-door flyers, whatever we're going to do in order to get the listing set up and all the marketing for the property, that is all in there. In addition to that are the checklists for if a listing expires, what we do in that case, like all the different steps and processes and checklists related to a expired listing, if it ever gets to that point, and also a section there if for some reason the seller needs to withdraw the listing. And so we have a separate checklist in there for that. So those are all the parts of a checklist for the listing. It's all the stuff related to winning the listing, getting all the listing stuff set up, you know, setting up the showing service and marketing and all that other stuff, all the marketing stuff for doing the listing, you know, all the things like signs and direct mail and, you know, putting in the MLS and doing blasts and flyers and, you know, newspaper ads, if you're going to do those, whatever you're doing for your marketing, you would have separate checklists in there for all that stuff. And then a thing to kind of close out or withdraw or expire the listings. So that's all the listing side. Then separate checklists. Every time you get an offer, you run through this offer received contract to close checklist. So uh, when you ever receive an offer, there's a whole section in there for what you do when you receive an offer. Like um, you receive the offer and you go through verifying certain things in the contract are per what you requested. Or if they're not, you make a big note, kind of call those out. 
you kind of like uh, look at all the different things that are included in the offer, make sure that the, um, you know, the seller, the buyer is qualified, you know, call the lender, verify all that stuff, like all the different things you do when you have an offer received, you do all that stuff. Then it is ultimately up to the seller to decide whether they're going to accept the offer, if they're going to reject the offer, or if they're going to counter the offer and their separate checklist for accepting, rejecting, and countering. And some of those sort of get repeated if they're, you know, there's back and forth and stuff like that. So um, some of those kind of have multiple parts, but realize that's the section there for the accepting, rejecting offer. And then, of course, if it does get accepted and we go under contract, then we have a whole separate section on setting up all the dates and deadlines and managing that process. It goes on to uh, a separate calendar inside of our project management tool for when things happen and when things need to have happened by um, any related things that we're obligated to do, like all that stuff is in there and how we do all those. And then like all the stuff to prepare for the appraisal, like putting together the appraisal packet, um, all the stuff related to the inspection, that's all in there. Um, you know, things related to title work, all that stuff's in there. Like all the things that are the obligations of the seller and the seller's team, like that's all in there for us to kind of manage, make sure we have good checklists and processes for doing that. Then there's the like, either the, the contract gets terminated at some point, either on appraisal or inspection or title or, um, you know, the, the sneaky buyer syndrome of the buyers backing out for whatever reason they're doing there. Um, and then we have the uh, section in there for closing. So if we're going to closing, like all the stuff related to closing, and then we have sort of like a complete the file, how we close out and wrap everything up nice and tight so that everything is done. Our files are complete. We ever got audited or the broker wants to, uh, managing broker wants to go review something or whatever you need to do there. That is all in our process checklist to kind of complete the file make sure everything's closed. And then we archive the project so that it's not showing up front and center for us to deal with. And we only keep the active ones in our account to do that. Okay. So that's an overview of the selling property checklist and how that all works. Do your own version, start there, kind of get it there. That is what I've got uh, for sharing the checklist there. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the class. This has been James Orr. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye for now.